Hello and welcome back to Getting Along With Me, Noah Hill. I am your host and your friend. It has been two weeks, more than that, since my last episode. I apologize. July has been one chaotic fucking month, to say the least. I mean, my whole car, my car has been gone for just about the whole month of July. I just got it back the 27th, so it's been exactly one month which is really frustrating because I go to school 20 miles from my house. I work 20 miles from my house. So getting around, hitching rides, staying at people's places. I love it in the sense that I get to connect and bond with those people more, but it's not sustainable for me because I'm always living out of a backpack. I am never really comfortable with where I'm sleeping to my fullest. And I don't really get me time to just be not that i'm not appreciative but you know i'm more than grateful than for everybody who's helped me get to and from places while my car was gone but not having a car fucking sucks it really does i mean you never realize how much you rely on it until it's gone unless you don't regularly drive but for those of you who do know you understand the frustration so there's been that, and then also I'm in final season for summer quarter finally, and boy, I mentioned this in earlier episodes, but this is the hardest quarter I've ever taken for school, and I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for a break to just not worry about getting up at a certain time, assignments, and that was the other thing too about having my car gone is I missed like three weeks of school. Keep this in mind though. I only have two, excuse me, school two days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and then I work or have days off. But I missed my second week of school because that was my birthday. I missed the following week because my car was gone and I thought it was only going to take two weeks, a week at the least, two weeks max. And then it just took way longer and I would either not be able to get a ride to school or not be able to borrow, you know, a family member's car to go to school. But overall, it was just very frustrating and it affected my grade heavily. Unfortunately, it's one of the classes where attendance matters. But talked with my instructors. Thankfully, they're both very understanding, very chill. And I'm grateful for them and understanding that I'm human. Anyhow, so July has just really worn me down, as I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I'm actually recording this at night, which is very rare for getting along. Usually I'm recording, you know, early, late morning, so that way I can get it done, call her a day. But today was eventful, but I also was just really pushed and called to record today and here we are so i missed you guys quite a bit it's been eating at me that i haven't been able to podcast and the other thing too about not having a car is unfortunately 
the time I set aside to journal is usually right before I go to bed to just decompress, get all my thoughts out for the day and, you know, leave it at that. But since I haven't been doing that, I haven't journaled in probably weeks because I'm like never home. And so today was the first day I actually sat down to journal and I wrote like a page and a half of just thoughts, feelings, events that have happened that I want to remember and just like let my mind vomit almost. And I never realized how much journaling was important to me either until I just went so long without doing it. And I was waking up feeling stressed out, neurotic in a way, or anxious. And throughout my day, I would just be having these endless conversations with myself and not in exactly a healthy way. And it would just be, oh, I need to get this done. I should have done this better. How can I improve upon, you know, things like that, where it's more so critical than constructive. And now that I'm actually sitting down to one talk and two journal is just so relieving. I never really realized how much everything was really eating at me in that sense. But it's a bit of a life update for you guys. And what I wanted to talk about for this episode is one, unhealthy, healthy addictions. And two, me romanticizing the wrong things for the wrong reasons. And I learned this the really hard way today when I'm recording this, I should say, but you know, when this comes out, what have already happened, you get it. I feel like I don't need to break the fourth wall that much anyways. But so a bit of a backtrack. So I remember this was back in like June, I want to say, or late May when I had Tori on my podcast and I talked about the whole buttercup date, you know, how we went out on a couple of dates. It was really great. Really like her. And a bit of a follow-up to that was I ended up pretty much cutting things off between us. I was like, hey, I think you're really great, but I feel like I put in a lot of effort to... Also, this is going to be a very personal episode, like very personal. So if you're looking for something a little lighthearted, maybe tune into another episode or listen to something from my back catalog, but... This is just me being really raw and vulnerable. So I'm more so talking about this like I'm talking to a friend. And I hope you can receive it with love and compassion that way. Anyway, so essentially I break things off. I'm like, hey, you know, I really, I think you're great. I enjoyed our dates that we went on. But I don't see this going over for the time being because I can get mixed signals at times. And I'm not 100% sure how you feel about me. And I'm seeking a relationship for the time being. That's the spark notes of it. And keep in mind, we went on two dates and whatnot. But I also mentioned at the end, I would, I would love for us to be friends. So before I sent that text, we were actually, I was supposed to go visit her again. And um, we we're supposed to hang out in her hometown. It's going to be a good time. And when I was trying to finalize details, I was still unclear with where things were going. And for me, 
uncertainty is a little nerve wracking, especially because there's been so much uncertainty in my life that were just really out of my control. And they had like really big negative impacts on me from childhood. Anyways, that aside. So then we start talking again as friends and I ended up planning and did go visit her in her hometown. And it was, it was a lot of fun, had a good time. But unfortunately, I feel like I can say where it's at. We'll just say Port Angeles, because that's where it's at. Anyways, it's the coast of Washington, super cute town. I had a good time. There were so many cute shops, good food, good coffee. And this is after I had, you know, kind of put us, just kept as friends. Anyhow. But during my trip, I was just not present. And whenever something doesn't go right, whether it be work, school, you name it, my first instinct is almost always to look at myself, for better or for worse. It's a blessing and a curse, trust me. And I'm just like, oh, I fucked this up. Or, oh, what did I do to bring this upon myself? You know, very, I don't want to say self-centered, but self-aware, I feel like is a better word for it. Because self-centered is like, oh, these are happening to me. But it's a bit of the inverse where, what did I do to cause this to happen to me? Anyways, so I felt like there was something I did to make Buttercup feel like, you know, we weren't, there wasn't a potential there. So that was really at the forefront of my mind this whole trip when I was talking. And when I say trip, I was only up there for like the day. So the day trip. But it was eating at me and I'm one of those people where I get really stuck in my head fast and I was dwelling on the past for what I had said and then I was thinking about now or the future what could I do or say now to get closure to try to or even if I even wanted to bring it up at all because it was something that was really I was like do I talk about it do we not what do I do why did I say that? You know, it was just this never ending cycle of stuck in the past and stuck in the future and just not now. That aside, it was a great time. Hit up some thrift stores, coffee shops. There's this uber cute natural market called Country Air. And I absolutely love it. Dangerous places like that. I will literally buy all the snacks, all the produce because it's the best. It reminds me a lot of Chuck's Produce in Vancouver. So if you've been there, it's similar to that. But I actually like the aesthetic more of country air. It's very more rustic, black steel exposed, wood beams exposed, totally up my alley. Very rustic light fixtures. Anyhow, good time though. Good food. Very cute town. I actually would love to visit there again and stay there because I feel like it's a very photogenic town. I brought my film camera up there. It was a good time. Anyhow, oh, bit of a side note. I brought my, or no, I didn't bring, 
I bought a wide-brimmed hat there at this place called Moss, and it was it's this very like sand trap sand dune brown color tan off white probably more so brown and tan but it's called tobacco brown on the on the hat and it's so pretty it's made of wool so it's like you know water resistant and i love it i wore it like right out of the store when i bought it it was quite the steal actually because i've been looking for one forever anyhow so from there and then we went to a couple different thrift stores got some ice cream and just i was frustrated with myself for not being present and it just made me more frustrated because i was already thinking about the past and the future and i feel like that energy just really rubbed off on the day and so i felt going home i felt really bad and then on the drive home to get even more meta in inception i was frustrated about the time I just spent there because I wasn't present and I was frustrated for myself in the future. So I could be like, how can I not do that again? And this, I had this conversation in my head for like a full blown hour until thank God Tori called me and I got to just vent to her about everything. And she gave me really solid advice as she always is. She's, one of my closest friends and i'm so grateful for her because without that phone call on the ride home i probably would still be having that conversation in my head and i'm still not trying to right now but it's just there's nothing i can do about it right now except for learn from it and figure out what i can do for the future anyhow so tori listens to me and gives me really good advice she says, Noah, a couple things here. One, when you have one foot stuck in the past and the other planted in the future, you're pissing on today. Hilarious analogy, but so fucking true. So fucking true. And the other thing she brought up that really spoke to me was I mentioned to her, you know, when I love or when I like somebody, I, I give it 112%. Like, I'm very dedicated. I am very upfront. I'm very just loving in general. But I can get that way kind of right off the gate. And I can see how some people might be scared of or deterred from it. And she brought up, you know, just because you like somebody doesn't mean you have to, you know, jump the gun and seek a relationship right away. And she brought up the importance of being friends first. And you might be thinking to yourself, Noah, how in the ever-loving fuck could you even overlook that? And my thing is, if you've been listening for a while, you know, I was, my first relationship was insanely toxic and serious. You know, my second relationship was serious. We were engaged at one point. So I have never experienced casual dating 
just going on dates for the fun of it, things along those lines. I was very much almost always in a serious relationship. Sure, I would have flings here and there, but ultimately they would be with the goal in mind or intention to, you know, get into a long-term relationship. And I really realized today how much I romanticize having that connection, companionship from a serious relationship. Problem is, when you skip that step, or me, when I skip that step of becoming friends first, to have that really solid foundation and common ground, romanticism aside, is so important. Because, and Tori said this to me, Tori said, when the honeymoon phase is over, that friendship is going to be the core, the foundation of the relationship. And that's really important, especially for the rough times. When one of you is going through something rough or when you guys are going through something rough as a couple. And it just made me realize these this past month of July, I was way too eager to get into a relationship and jump the gun because I was skipping that first step of becoming friends first. And Tori mentioned to me that usually serious, long-term, healthy relationships start, again, typically, kind of air quotes around that, start with a friendship. And it just got me thinking, oh my God, like, an aha moment, you know what I mean? And it just made me think back to my former fiance and I and how we started out as friends and then just became best friends and just happened to fall in love. And I think for me, remembering that feeling of falling in love with someone who knows you for you, the good, the bad, and the ugly, is unreal. And it just made me think about now how I was skipping that and just hoping someone would take the good, the bad, and the ugly of me without any context, really, or common ground. And the other epiphany I had today was just, it made me realize that in a way I'm addicted to giving my love. Like I love making my friends feel loved, family, you know, a potential partner. I love sharing that love because for me, it stems from a feeling of love, obviously, but I just never want someone to experience a sense of loneliness, abandonment, you know, sadness that that I have felt in the past from um, previous experiences. And 
I just never want, I just want my friends and, you know, family and potential partner to know how much I love them. So that way they never have to doubt if they, if I did or not, you know, I'm very much a wear my heart on my sleeve kind of guy to an extent, I should say, but you know, so that's been my epiphany of having a quote unquote healthy, unhealthy addiction or vice versa. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever the fuck I said at the beginning. And that being said, Tori really reminded me how important it is to just approach, you know, meeting someone I find attractive with just the intention of becoming friends first. It was such a good reminder because it reminded me of that, that, like I said, that feeling of falling for someone where you know the good, the bad, and the ugly about them and vice versa, where they fall for you and know the good, the bad, the ugly about you and they still love you regardless. Because I'm the kind of guy where I can love so much it hurts and that's can be a bad thing for myself because it means I can put other people's needs and wants above my own more often than not. Not that I'm a people pleaser, but I'm a bit more of a ride or die kind of guy. So it's like, if I had to put aside everything I was doing to go help someone or go do something for someone because it would make their day, then I would do it. I'm not a people pleaser in the sense where I will fold because I don't want conflict. I feel like there's a difference there. But that's where I'm at. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little teary-eyed just for being reminiscent and feeling like there's a weight lifted off of me for everything that's been going on in my mind. And I think... Not, I think having the mentality where I want to go out on all these casual dates, because as I mentioned, I've never done it before, was great for a little bit. And then eventually I reached a point where I was like, okay, now I'm ready for something serious. But I didn't change my mindset. I just kept the mindset that, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on all these casual dates and then maybe something will come of it. Whereas if deep down, and this is for me, I really want, you know, something more meaningful, fulfilling then it should start with being friends. And it shouldn't be overlooked. And it'll come when the time is right. So really fucking cliche. But that is, uh, I think that's going to be the episode, guys. Port Angeles is really cute, though. Um, They have really cute hotels. It's nice because... When, if you live in Washington, you know that this July has been like really fucking hot, like 90s, low 90s, high 80s, even mid 90s. And if you're, especially if you're in like central Washington and not near a body of water, it is hot, like fucking hot. So it's nice about going to the coast as you're near the water and it is literally like, it feels 20 degrees cooler because when we were out in Port Angeles in the, you know, downtown, it's right on the water. I was comfortable in jeans, a short sleeve linen, and that was it. And I was wearing boots too. And usually I would be like fucking cooking and just want to be inside. But since we were on the coast, it was nice to just be able to wear that comfortably. So 
<sighs> Hope you guys are doing well. You know, I'm glad we could kind of catch up a little bit. Missed you guys, but I hope to start doing these more regularly. I say that, and then literally I'll go like months without doing one. Anyways, so my rec for this podcast is going to be an iced oat milk London fog. I will also say, wherever you're driving from to go to Port Angeles, there are like no fucking rest stops because I went there and I'm commuting from central Washington, like, you know, South Seattle area. And there was like one rest stop and that was on the way to Tacoma. And then like another rest stop in like gig Harbor. And they were, they are not close, but I would, I had to stop twice. I stopped in gig Harbor at like Fred Meyer to get a yerba mate and gum. And then I stopped at a coffee shop in squim to use the restroom again and that's where i got an iceland fog but that's my rec but also if you're going to port angeles <laughs> make sure you use the bathroom beforehand or you know of like grocery stores because what sucks about going you know to a grocery store or coffee shop is you kind of veering relatively far from the highway not really far but you know what i mean so moral of the story don't stress about things you can't change don't piss on today try to be in the now. Tori, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Literally my best friend. Anyways, journal prompt. What can you appreciate about where you are right now in life? If you were me and you weren't having a car, that would be super helpful to get your priorities back in line so you're not stressed out all the time. Or if you're where I'm at now, appreciating the life lesson I learned and how things shouldn't be forced. I think the other thing too, for me was I was just expecting in general love at first sight, like that spark and we just hit it off and we're just going to jump into this relationship. It's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. But when I look back really, yes, they were like that, but at the same time, no, they weren't like that. You know, it took time to get there. And I should focus more of my time on, you know, just the journey on where we're going, not necessarily concerned about the destination. Cliche again. I know. Sorry. But, you know, I also went to the river with my coworkers and that was a lot of fun. My buddy Juan from the Rains is back. I know I was going to wrap this up, but these are just kind of miscellaneous odds and ends that have been happening. Yeah, we went to the river. It was a good time. Had beer, snacks, jumped off some cliffs. It was a good time. Had a coconut water. Love me some coconut water. It was a hot day too, so that river was nice and cold. Felt amazing. So, yeah. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. I hope you're having a good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're deciding to listen to this. And I hope... Yeah. Just hope you guys have a good day. I'm never listening to this. I look forward to talking to you guys in the next episode. I love you so much. I'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.